What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So I'm going to kind of talk about a couple different topics today. A few different things came to my mind. Some news and notes. Well, the first one is that I don't know if some of you have been paying attention to Trevor Plouffe and Phil Hughes on Twitter, but a couple days ago, like beginning of the week, they're basically saying that they had heard from sources around the league saying that players have been told to get ready for a spring training 2.0 starting June 10th with an opening day of July 1st. Then a bunch of baseball writers kind of got back at them and saying, like, oh, that's that's not true. Uh, nothing's confirmed. Or they didn't say nothing's confirmed. It's like, oh, that's not true. These are just rumors. And then yesterday, you know, a bunch more writers were saying, like, oh, well, you know, it could be true, but nothing's confirmed. So it just seems like one of those situations where the journalists and writers want to take credit for the story. They want to be the first to break the news. And they don't like this whole, uh, you know, social media era we're in where anyone can break news with a tweet and go through uh, and, and not have to go through the same channels that, you know, an official journalist would. But Trevor Plouffe, has doubled down on his statement. He's he said he told Ken Rosenthal. He replied to one of his tweets saying like he heard from players from six different organizations saying that these are the dates they've been told. And then Jeff Passan, you know, who's reporting for ESPN, came out and said yesterday that you know players have been told to start getting ready, start getting in shape. So it does sound like Trevor Plouffe and Phil Hughes have been right so far. But then again, just because teams are telling players to get ready doesn't mean that, you know, an agreement is imminent. So what is happening is that it was actually um, said yesterday by Joel Sherman of the New York Post that MLB deci has decided to present a proposal to the Players Association either by the end of this week or before the beginning of next week. And that's going to be a proposal for return to play, uh, you know, schedule how much you're going to pay everyone, which is a central theme here, and all that good stuff. So at least, you know, the wheels are turning and there is some momentum building in the right direction. At least one thing that is apparent is that everything I've read is saying that MLB wants to use as many home ballparks as possible. This would involve teams playing at home, not in like some kind of bubble or neutral site. This would have them playing regular games at home as they normally would so a lot to i mean there's a lot to speculate on there I and mean, a lot to unpack we don't really know so we're just gonna have to wait and see but that's what's being said thought i would share that thought i would relay that information in other news griffin canning has resumed bullpen session so you know there there were a lot of um you know reports early in the spring saying that he might you know, he might uh, miss the season or whatever. You know, he underwent an MRI that showed that he had chronic changes to his ulnar collateral ligament and an acute irritation. So chronic changes and acute irritation are the exact words being used. And the, the UCL is is the ligament. That's the Tommy John ligament. Usually when you hear that, that's that means Tommy John, especially considering the fact that this kid's 23. I thought they would honestly just have him get Tommy John, especially with this season being shortened and just try to be back sometime next year. But further testing revealed there was actually no tear of the ligament. So he got a, a PRP injection, 
and went through a period of rest, and he was cleared to begin throwing early last month. And now he's taking a step further, not just throwing, but he's actually throwing in the bullpen. He actually posted a video of himself pitching off a bullpen mound at Angel Stadium on Instagram yesterday. So, um, to be to be quite frank, I don't really, I mean, I don't really know. I don't, I'm not a doctor, but I don't know if this is the best uh, course of action because we saw this exact same thing happen with Shohei Otani when he was coming over from Japan. When Shohei Otani was coming over from Japan, the medicals revealed that he had, you know, some abnormalities in his UCL. And they did the exact same thing. They said, oh, it wasn't a tear. Uh, we're going to give him the PRP injection. And I was like, wait a minute. This dude's coming over. Shohei Otani, like the exact same age. He was like 23. And they gave him a PRP injection. I'm like, you're seeing that, okay, th this guy throws 100 miles an hour. And he has abnormalities in his UCL, yet you're just giving him an injection you know that's just a ticking time bomb if he throws 100 he's likely gonna tear that ligament sometime soon and have to get the surgery anyway um no one really talked about it and then you know lo and behold within the first season his rookie year Shohei Otani uh you know towards UCL and had to get Tommy John the following year and I was like yeah, you, you definitely saw that coming. So with Griffin Canning, I'm I'm thinking the exact same thing. I'm like, if he's 23, you know, at the very beginning of his career, this is pr probably the best time for him to undergo elbow re reconstruction. But then again, like I said, I'm not a doctor. If it's not torn, there isn't anything to reconstruct, I guess. But, you know, it's kind of a ticking time bomb, it seems. Like he's, in, he's between a rock and a hard place where he's like, well, can't get the surgery now because there's nothing to fix. Then again the scans are showing that he has an irritation on his joint and he has chronic changes to his UCL. I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm not a doctor, but just, just my two cents on that. But good to see that he is throwing bullpens again. The Angels will definitely need him. Uh, you know, yeah, absolutely. Otani is probably going to get back on the mound this year. I mean, at some point this year, I mean, he's already been throwing bullpens for a while. Uh, he seems to be you know, on the right track from his Tommy John recovery. I mean, they got Julio Tehran, and then obviously they have Andrew Haney and Dylan Bundy. So it's going to be a pretty mediocre rotation with a lot of young guys. I mean, Julio Tehran's going to be at the front of that rotation, at least to begin, because he's the veteran there. But we'll see what happens. So thought I would report on that or share that. I'm not a reporter, but it is what it is. And in other news... Javier Baez, Javier Baez is actually talking about his contract negotiation. So, you know, th this has been a topic for some time. He hasn't been shy to discuss it, but he said, you know, obviously we want to reach an agreement, but right now everything is on hiatus, you know, so everything's on a pause. He said this in an article that ran yesterday, but he said he and the Cubs decided to leave the negotiations there and they haven't talked about it anymore. You know, the Cubs, I'm sure they're going to keep this guy. You know, I th I'm sure they're going to keep him. He's one of their key players. He's, I mean, a shortstop who can hit. That doesn't come around very often. Although we are seeing a crazy class of shortstops in baseball right now. I mean, if you look at the shortstops who are going to be free agents in 2021, it's, it's a pretty impressive list. It really is. I mean, you, you're talking guys like Francisco Lindor, uh, Javi Baez, Corey Seager. I think Carlos Correa is on there as well. It's like a who's who kind of list it's it's 
pretty crazy. It's like a historically strong class of free agent shortstops. Uh, Trevor Story. Those are like the top guys who are going to be on that list. So you could definitely, you know, you, you could definitely see why that market's going to be going to be hot because it's it's going to be the cream of the crop. I mean, Francisco Lindor is going to lead that, and he's going to get the most money out of anyone on that list. But for a guy like Baez who absolutely loves baseball, I mean, if he gets his number now, I'm sure I'm sure he'd be happy to take the extension if he gets what would be market value something. Uh, at least $25 million a year, but we'll have to wait and see. So, yeah, I mean, he's coming off a pretty crazy season. His his best war, at least per baseball reference, 6.0 was his war last year. I mean, uh, he only played 138 games due to injuries, but he still launched 29 bombs, had 85 rebies, and an 847 OPS. I mean, he led all MLB infielders 19 outs above average. And, yeah, he was the starting shortstop for the National League in the All-Star game, and he was just a stud all year long. So he'd like to continue putting up numbers for the Cubs. I mean, this is a guy who I think Cubs fans really like, and he's very charismatic. El Mago, great personality. So he'll get his money. It's just a matter of time, but right now everything's kind of on hold to see how the landscape of the league is going to look. I mean, if owners lose a lot of revenue this year, it could be that they try to recoup some of those losses next year on the free agent market. Who really knows? And with the current CBA also coming to an end in 2021, there are a lot of question marks for what that winter is going to look like, but it doesn't really do us any favors to speculate at this point until we know how things are going to look with the 2020 season. So just a few tidbits and some news and notes I wanted to relay. That's going to do it for today. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who would be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.